In our gospel reading and in our lives, the storm is real. The wind and the waves, they're real. Above my desk here at the parish house, I have a block print that is of the same genre as the one in our bulletin and that was featured in worship this morning, a wave print of Japan's Edo period. As I was preparing for this sermon, I happened to look up at that print for the first time in a long while and notice that right above my head, every day where I sit and do my work, is the image of a massive whirlpool. The waves and the wind crashing in on themselves down into the depths. It felt like an on-the-nose representation of the world right now, of my interior life. I suspect many of you can identify. The storm is real. The challenges, the uncertainties, the difficulties. In our gospel reading this morning, which follows immediately on from the feeding of the 5,000, the wind and waves are very real. Squalls on the Sea of Galilee are and have been for centuries a frequent and dangerous phenomenon. Jesus' charge to the disciples, take courage, is issued in recognition of the legitimate reason for fear. The danger is real. The wind has been against them, contrary to them for the entire night. The disciples, experienced fishermen among them, have been battered and buffeted for hours. For us, at times, it can feel like the faithful thing to do is to downplay or deny the reality of the difficulties and challenges in our lives. It could be worse, only seems so bad. There's, there's a silver lining. Things are looking up. Suffering is just illusory. This is not the view of reality, of suffering, that the scriptures invite us to. This is not what the Christian faith calls us to. This is not the vision that Jesus gives us. Jesus does not call the disciples to ignore the reality, deny the existence of the real danger. Jesus doesn't chastise Peter for seeing the wind and the waves. The storm is real. You know it, you feel it, you see it. This past Sunday, Sarah Smith so artfully proclaimed for us the spectacular compassion of Jesus. And our reading this morning depicts that same Jesus marked with the same compassion in the midst of the storm, acting with striking immediacy three times. The only three times in Matthew's gospel, Jesus is described here in Matthew 14 as immediately acting or speaking, decisively, with authority and competence, with care, extending himself. The first immediately appears in the very first verse of the reading. Jesus immediately makes or compels the disciples into the boat. The force of this verb, made or compel, is noted by every commentator I looked at, uh, every commentator I read in preparation for this sermon. Jesus kind of bum-rushes the disciples into the boat. It's almost comical, like, run along, move along. What is going on here? 
At its most basic level, we have this fleeting glimpse, I think, of Jesus' leadership and authority. Compassionate Jesus who welcomes and draws near, who cares so deeply, is Lord. Leading, ushering, actively guiding the disciples on their way. Getting them where they need to go. There is this picture here of Jesus' mastery and his orchestration of events crescendos through the passage. It involves his dismissal of the crowd, a crowd that the Gospel of John describes as wanting to make him king, not easily dismissed. And in the very teeth of the storm, far from shore, Jesus exhibits a mastery, a lordship over the wind, the waves, over the water itself that's nearly beyond my imagination. And this all climaxes with this worshipful confession, wondrously given. This is the Son of God. J.B. Phillips, who was a biblical scholar decades ago and was kind of the Eugene Peterson before Eugene Peterson, in that he wrote books and also wrote a paraphrase of the New Testament had this small little book with a simple little title, Your God is Too Small. The storm is real, but your God is too small. The storm is real. The ways we've all pressed pause on our lives in a profound way. Vacations canceled, education on hold, gatherings postponed. The sense, perhaps, of being unmoored far from the expected landmarks of regular community, accomplishment, activity, the rhythms of life we've come to expect, the tumult we see in the world. This week alone in the devastation in Beirut, the anniversary of the racially motivated shooting in El Paso, the continued sense of our common life unraveling. In ways personal and beyond, the winds are against us. The storm is real. Let not your God be too small, but let the word of God today expand your vision to include in your circumstances, to include in your vision of the storm, this truth about Jesus that Matthew, the evangelist, wants us to know. To know of Jesus' absolute mastery over life, over chaotic circumstances, over all of creation. Let not your God be too small. Rather, let the immediacy, the potency of his power, of who he is, inform your vision, inform your perspective on the wind and the waves, on all that you encounter. And striking to me the pairing of Jesus walking on the waves with the story of Jonah, Jonah chapter 2, our Old Testament reading. It's notable to me that Jonah in the fish does not say, it's not so bad. You know, actually, it's not that big of a deal. Rather, he says, salvation comes from the Lord. His recognition is not a shifting of what is happening, a shifting vision of that but it's informed by a sense of who God is and God being with him. The same God who speaks and tears the forests, 
the same God who speaks and creation comes into being, is present to Jonah, is present to us in the storm. The King of glory, the God of creation, the Son of God in the storm. And let that expanded vision increase such that we can step out in faith as Peter does here. The vision of Jesus in Matthew 14 is of such magnitude that it not only makes Peter to feel safe in the boat, but it draws him out of that protective posture and allows him to do the seemingly impossible, to step out of the place of security. One of the dangers of times of insecurity or difficulty is that they narrow our vision. They cause us to draw in and hunker down. You see this in the history of the nations, in the history of the United States, where uncertainty and upheaval affect our view of immigrants, of people different than us, of the poor. Collectively, we hunker down in fear. Personally, we do this. I need to look out for myself and my own. One of my children this week was reflecting on the pandemic and just lamenting the sense they have, sensitive soul that they are, of the ways this season seems to be making people more suspicious of one another. The vision of Jesus that Matthew 14 gives us, of his mastery in the heart of the storms of life, the storms of this world, is not just to comfort us, but it is to give us courage such that we could resist this inward narrowing force and follow Jesus instead, follow him in loving our neighbors, that we could practice generosity, that we could give of ourselves, that we could, in the words of Paul, consider the burdens of others more important than our own, such that we could even plunge further into the storms of life, into those places where the wind and waves of hurt and difficulty rage most strongly, where the questions are most fraught. And in the name of Jesus, bless and serve others. The storm is real, but our God in Christ is not too small. In his sermon on this passage, St. John Chrysostom, great preacher of the church, links this vision of Jesus and the desire to honor him with this simple and radical admonition. Do not overlook your brother or sister in distress. They are the vehicle by which you honor Christ, master of the storm. Your care for them is demonstration of your expanded vision of Jesus. The final two immediately's of our reading come in verses 27 and 31. First, upon the disciples' glimpsing of Jesus on the waves, they are terrified. You can understand. It's a ghost, a phantom. And immediately Jesus calls out, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. With immediacy, he calls to you in the storm, over the wind, over the waves. Second, as Peter, sweet, fickle in faith Peter, has his imagination overwhelmed by the storm and begins to sink immediately, without hesitation, Matthew says, Jesus reaches forward and catches him. 
these two verbs paint this picture of Jesus' extraordinary care. As Sarah spoke about last week, we're used to displays of power and authority that are unyoked from care and compassion. But in Jesus, we see this perfect matching of incredible power with absolute goodness. He is able to save in the storm, and he desires to save in the storm. He longs to lay hold of you, to hold you close. In contrast with that kind of ethereal language of a ghost or phantom, the the verbs to describe Jesus' actions here are profoundly physical. The word to stretch out suggests someone at full reach, full extension. Think of the volleyball player laying it out entirely to keep the play alive at full stretch. The word catching is used elsewhere to describe seizing or grasping. Jesus stretches out and holds Peter tight. This is the heart of God for you, for us, in the storm. This is the heart of Christ for you as you are overwhelmed, as you come to the end of yourself, as you cry out. Without hesitation, without delay, he extends himself and draws near. In his sermon, On this passage, St. Augustine of North Africa identifies, names the reality of storms without, external storms in a broken and sinful world, and also storms within as broken and sinful people. Both are real for us. We suffer with Peter under what the psalmists identify as a divided heart. Even the best of us are fickle and fragmented, so filled with courage in one moment and so broken with fear and failure in the next. This is not without consequence. Make no mistake, Peter is going to drown. In the storms that we encounter, within and without, We will drown without Jesus. We will lose our bearings. The strongest of us will find our strength failing, and we will sink. Even perhaps as we extend ourselves to others, awaken to the needs of the world around us, without Jesus, without the expansive vision of who he is, the Son of God, the one upon whom we call save us, the one to whom salvation belongs, without him, We are done for. It is only on the basis of this picture of Jesus, wholly competent, having total mastery over the chaos of the waves and wind, wondrously caring, graciously extending himself, that we find safe harbor. Fickle and failing as we are, in him we find shelter in the storm. He will get us to where we need to be, to himself, to abundant life, shelter in the very real storms. This past week, the church marked the Feast of the Transfiguration, this glorious unveiling of Jesus as the Son of God, radiant and powerful. 
There's a connection thematically there with our passage this morning. Something triumphant and awe-inspiring. We look at Jesus on the waters, and with the disciples in wonder, we cry out, truly, this is the Son of God. Of course, that's not the only time that phrase is uttered in the Gospels. Truly, this is the Son of God. We hear it, too, on the lips of one who witnesses Jesus' crucifixion. There. Upon the cross, we see Jesus in full and glorious stretch for us, laying himself out even unto death, that he might catch and lay hold of you and I, that he might keep us from drowning in the wind and waves of our own making, in the wind and waves of this broken and unjust world. Even beyond what we see here in Matthew 14, Jesus, the Son of God, reaches forward, plunges beneath the waves of sin and shame, brokenness, to where we are sinking and drowning. The wave meant for us all has fallen on him. To the very depths he reaches out to you. He shows his mastery over all the chaotic forces in us, without us. He shows it most fully on the cross. The storm is real, without and within. The wind against you is strong, the waves tall. But stronger and greater still is the Son of God, Jesus, who extends himself to you, for you, who catches you as you fall. Church of the Cross, let us call and cry out to him who is mighty to save, who is eager to save. He'll be your shelter in the storm. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.